the rest of the world sees the United States as a bright beacon of hope for religious freedom. Hi, I'm Peyton Luke, and this is First Liberty Live. Thank you for liking and sharing these conversations. We appreciate that these episodes mean so much to you that you're willing to share them with your friends and family. First Liberty has clients across many different faiths, including Christian, Jewish, and Muslim. We do that because the legal precedents that are set set the standard of religious freedom for everyone. Recently, we were at a national event for leaders, and Stuart Shepard had the opportunity to speak to an international expert. And you'll want to hear what he has to say about how the United States sets the standard for religious freedom across the entire world. And we are here at a gathering of national leaders talking about religious freedom. And I'm, it's my pleasure to introduce you to Mustafa Akil, who's a senior fellow at Cato Institute. And his specialty is Islam and modernity. Explain to me just briefly, when people ask you, okay, what does that mean? How do you explain it? Well, that means the place of Islam in the modern world, especially issues relating to liberty, religious liberty, democracy, yeah. uh, interpretation of religion, and, and, and equality under the law. Like, are these values that we associate with classical liberalism most of the time and the U.S. Constitution, do they have a, a counterpart in Islam? I mean, can Islam be compatible with these values? Are there already roots of these values in Islam? And my answer is yes, but we need to work out a lot of issues in Islam. There are some issues to reinterpret. But uh, I believe just like other Abrahamic religions, that is Christianity and, and Judaism, Islam at its core rests on the sincere belief of the individual in God. And that, that requires freedom. That, I mean, you cannot, you cannot have sincere belief with coercion. Uh, sometimes religious groups use coercion that has happened in Christian history as well. Um, and But at some point, I think more Christians realize, no, we should base our faith on religious liberty, not coercion. And I think we're going to, towards that direction in, in Islam as well. And, and you're someone who has some experience with this kind of oppression personally, because prior to working at Cato, you were a bit of a TV personality in Turkey. Is that right? I was a TV personality. I was a newspaper columnist in Turkey. Um, I was teaching at a university. All those positions vanished in a few years when the government turned old media into basically different ver versions of the same Pravda. And uh, people who are critical of the government didn't have any more space to speak in and, you know, and write about. Right? Yeah. How, how do you, when you look at what's happening in America today with, with the corporate woke culture and uh, so much of society basically deciding this is a favored point of view, your point of view is no longer favored, therefore, do you see some echoes of what you saw in Turkey here? I mean, what you're referring to is, is actually, I think, what people call cancel culture, right? I mean, yeah. yeah, I see that. And I think sometimes this happens through government. Sometimes it happens through elites or other groups that sometimes think that they have the right to control society. And that is really bad for any society because then if everything says the same thing, then nothing is interesting, right? In Turkey, the government actually turned all the newspapers into the same Pravda. Now nobody reads them because everybody knows that it's the same thing and it's very boring. Yeah. And I think in any uh, conformity that is imposed by a government or a group, and, and cancel culture is, is an, uh, I think, expression of... It's not in Turkish level, I should say. Yeah. Turkey's a few levels ahead. We don't want to oversell uh, yeah, it. But, don't go there. But, don't go there. But it feels the yeah, same. Yeah, Turkey, Russia, these countries have gone too far in terms of, like, control. Yeah. Uh, but it's good to be cautious and, and freedom is really precious and it can really 
collapse in any society uh, very easily. Therefore, it always has to be defended and articulated. Uh, and we need defenders of liberty precisely for that. And the key really for us is long before it ever gets to that level, we need to start pushing back. How do we do that? Well, I think some countries have to work their way into ideas of freedom. America has already those ideas in its founding. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, its constitution was based on the idea of religious freedom and freedom of speech and equality under the law. All men are created equal. Yeah. Of course, it took a while to, to fully figure that out. I mean, for minorities, for, for against slavery, for example. But America has done a lot on that, on that front as well. So I think for some countries, uh, the issue is just you should create a new constitution and build a new idea where everybody is re respected and everybody has equal rights and dignity. In America, like just protect what you have, right? Yeah. So therefore, I think uh, the very term first liberty is very appealing to me because, yes, it's right there. It was at the founding of the American uh, system and the constitution. And a lot of people appreciate this. And some people think that, oh, only Christians appreciate this. That's not the case. I mean, I know from my experience as a Muslim, uh, America is a place where Muslims of every sect, you can find them in America, all kinds of Sunnis and Shiites, Ahmadis, which are considered heretical, you know, they're all America and they're not oppressing each other. They have their own shrines and they can live peacefully. So, uh, and most of them are appreciating this religious freedom. And, and, and therefore it's not a value just for Christians. It's a value for Muslims. It's a value for Jews. It's a value for other faiths. I think it's a value for secular people too. I mean, if they, if they understand, uh, if they value human dignity and, and, and appreciate freedom, they should also stand up for religious freedom. You just finished up a panel discussion by, by expressing your concern of what would happen if religious liberty should die in America. You want to expound on that? Uh, I'm, I'm coming from Turkey, and uh, in Turkey, we have a tradition of secularism. We call it laïc. It comes from the French word laïcité. Yes. Um, Turkey imported its secularism from France, the same thing in Tunisia, which means actually m much of the Muslim world learned about the modern world through the French experience. And there are great things about France. It's a wonderful country, but its secularism is particularly intolerant towards religious expressions. And that has been a problematic thing for Turkey itself. It led to endless culture wars and, 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 and a lot of the pious Muslims in Turkey felt oppressed by this. You couldn't wear a headscarf. A Muslim woman couldn't wear a headscarf and go to a campus and get an education. This built a grudge. Now our current president in Turkey is just surfing on that grudge. Uh, and a lot of Turkish conservatives, while this was being discussed, they said, oh, actually, we like the American way. There you can do anything. There you, you, because they, all they wanted to want was to practice their own religion freely, and they thought that it was possible in America. So I'm saying this, if there is a model of state and society that, that you can combine faith and freedom, American model is very precious. I mean, so it, it's a model that other societies can look up to and do look up to. I, I see that as well. So if we want to see more liberty in the in Turkey, my country, in, 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 in the Muslim world in general, especially where faith and freedom are not against each other, but they actually thrive together, So, which is a precious, I think, experiment in, in human history. We should preserve the American experiment. Uh, we should, if, because if freedom dies here, it's going to die in many other places. Mustafa, thanks for making some time for us. Great chatting with you. It's great chatting with you. It's great to be with First Liberty. 
By the way, we just revamped our FirstLibertyLive.com website. It makes it easier than ever to find your favorite episodes or go binge old ones. So be sure to check it out at FirstLibertyLive.com. First Liberty is your last line of defense and your greatest hope for victory.